Welcome into the Pokes Report podcast. Zach Lancaster here alongside Brian Murphy. We're coming to you from separate locations. We haven't done a we haven't done a Zoom broadcast in uh, quite some time, but we're moving houses and I've got busy work and Andrea's got a doctor's appointment on Thursday and and it just it wasn't it wouldn't have worked out for us to uh, to link up, but Brian, I think we got uh, we got our plates full here. We got plenty to talk about. Oklahoma State 27-13 win over Central Arkansas. We're going to be doing a quick little recap on that. We're going to be looking ahead to Arizona State and kind of everything in between. So, uh, how's your week been so far? It's been a great week, man. Had a great time on Saturday. Uh, big shout out to you. Set my my son CJ up in the right spot. I on told you to to see the walk. Um, that was. That was really cool. Really appreciate that, man. He got high fives from probably three quarters of the um, at least three quarters of the players and coaches and all that. That was really cool. So certainly appreciate that and the heads up. And um, yeah, it, Saturday was awesome, man. I mean, it was it was great to, to just be back. Yeah. Um, to be back in Stillwater, got to go to Eskimo Joe's, got to do all of the things, and um, and you know what's funny? It, it was supposed to be super hot. It was supposed to be all this, you know. It was hot, but it wasn't unbearable. Yeah, And I don't know if it's because we had gone through in a, you know with a bunch of humidity and all. That. I don't know if it was kind of that like, well, we've been through worse, so this isn't that bad. Um, but it was it was nice. It was nice in the stands. The new, I will say, the new mesh seats because we're in two twenty four B, so two twenty four A and B, and then two twenty five, and I think two twenty six have all the have all the mesh and they are sweet. They well, good. Are nice, I'm, man. I'm glad you got put in the mesh. Uh, I've seen on some Facebook groups that people are uh, pretty unhappy that are not in the mesh. So, they sh- and you know they should not be because the mesh is pretty sweet. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I think you're right. I think I think August was so miserable. Um, like I was, I was concerned for the heat. You know, I mean, I'm I, I I set up in the box, so it's not like, you know, I'm worried about myself setting down. Um, but like my folks set in the end zone, you know, and, and I know you yep. guys are there on the North side. So you're in the sun just about as long as anybody. Uh, yep. and I don't, I don't think it was, I don't think it was as bad as it could have been, but, um, this upcoming week's going to be a little bit different. Obviously we're not going to be there, but, uh, out in Arizona, out in the desert, uh, curious to see how that works. Um, I, I'll say this, I was, I was not sold on the corner schools joining the Big 12 and or Oklahoma State potentially joining the Pac-12 because of what's happening this weekend. <laughs> 9.30 kick. I'm not too thrilled about that. But um, I don't think I don't think we're going to dive too deeply into the Pac-12, Pac-2 schools that are potentially joining the Big 12 this year or next year. But I think Colorado's a lot better than people thought. I think that uh, some of those schools joining the Big 12, I, I think, are, are there, they'll benefit – I think the Big 12 is certainly headed in the right direction. But uh, you have a potential or a a future Big 12 school that's coming up this weekend. We're going to dive into that uh, coming up here in the next uh, 10 to 15 minutes or so. But let's take a quick look back at the uh, Central Arkansas game. 27-13 win. I I told you that I wanted to kind of toe the line a little bit between uh, fan and media member that works for Pokes Report, an Oklahoma State-based website, I'm not going to sit here and play uh, orange-colored glasses guy. I'm not going to play the sunshine pumper. But I am going to try to toe that line a little bit because there was a – I saw a Twitter thread 
that uh, you know that talks about the vanilla ness, the vanilla ness of the Oklahoma State offense and defense. And um, I'll, I'll preface all that by saying I thought the defense played really well. I thought, well, let me rephrase that. I think they played better than I expected them to in in game one, year one of Brian Nardo. Yes, they gave up 391 yards, but we'll we'll dive into that coming up in a bit. But I, where I'm going to toe the line is. I think a lot of that blandness, I think a lot of the vanilla was obviously by design. You're going up against a team that you should beat no matter what. You're not going to throw everything in the kitchen sink in game one. So Arizona State and, you know, your future schools that you're going to be playing has game tape. Um, you're playing, what Mike say, 12 to 13 newcomers, I think, that, uh, that, that got the start or at least rotated in the two deep in that game. So, they're trying to they're trying to get a feel for things, but you're also you also don't want to show exactly what your team is capable of. However, it's Central Arkansas, and I I think that the vanilla by design was smart. I think that playing three quarterbacks, a third, a third, a third, I think was uh, I thought it was a decent game plan because you know you need to know what each guy has and. I thought Rangel looked really good. I was surprised that he was the first guy sent out on the field. I expected Bowman. Uh, you could tell at times Bowman was getting frustrated. The lack of offensive line and, and some of the drops really, you know, you could see the frustration. I don't think they moved as fast as he would have wanted. I thought Gunner played really, really well. But on the other side of it, you probably should have had 40-some-odd points in the first half. Probably should have had 27 points in the first half, if not more. You should have won by 30, 40 points. So, that's where that's where I toe the line. I understand the vanilla. I appreciate the vanilla because it's going to really help next week. There are this coming week with Arizona State and moving forward. But it's still it's still an FCS school. I don't care how good Central Ar- excuse me, I don't care how good Central Arkansas is going to be this year. I don't care if they win the FCS. Oklahoma State's power five, and I know that they they've got a new defensive coordinator, and I know they're trying to figure out their quarterback, and they're trying to figure out they're they're plugging in transfers and they're plugging plugging in younger guys. That you st- un- with the game plan vanilla, you still should have put up a ton of yards and a ton of points. Yeah, I think what that shows me, and and there was somebody that called into Robert's show this week that was talking about maybe in a texture, I don't remember, but he was talking about man, th- these plays sure looked a lot alike the bowl game. Yeah, you know, and 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 those plays, and and I think that a lot of that was because Garrett Rangel was back there, but. That to me, and and he said yes. By the way, he he agreed yes that those were a lot of the same plays. They put them in about, or they started reworking them again about a week before the game. To me, and I I pounded on this last year how awful that run scheme was. Mm-hmm. If you can't do it with the Power Five guys against an FCS opponent, I mean, I, I screenshotted you the what the guys were at halftime, and I think our our longest run was like eight, six yards. Yeah. If you can't do it against an FCS team, then that's how, that's how bad it was. And it was awful. And so I'm so thankful that they scrapped that said, all right, second half, listen, we can't lose this game. We will literally get booed out of here. We can't lose this game. So we got to put the new stuff in. Generally you see that first. You, we've seen that with Gundy. He has he has blown some teams out. Generally, you see their normal offense with the with the ones. You see the normal offense sort of with the twos. 
And then the threes are, uh, you're going pure vanilla. You're going yeah. handoff left, handoff right. You know, fade pass down the left, fade to the right. You're not showing any of that middle of the middle of the um, field stuff, posts and all that. That you double routes that you want to keep off of film. Generally, we've seen that first, and then they go vanilla. However, this game it was try to skate by with the vanilla and then get to the good stuff. It kind of reminded me of. Um, were you a fan of the movie Suicide Squad? I think I've only seen it once. I, I didn't. Okay. I haven't seen a lot of it. So it it had a it had a ton of characters in it, a ton of well known actors. Mm. It took a long time for that movie to kind of get legs. It took you know they had to they had to introduce every storyline. They had to give almost equal, probably by contract. They had to give equal time to each. Um, each actor, you know, on the screen before sort of at the end, it got into the action scenes and it got good. That's what this game reminded me of was too many things that you have to do in the beginning to me and against Arizona state. Don't do that. Go out and kick butt, get out 28, get up, whatever Arizona state should be a bad team. We are disappointingly to me favored by like three and a half, four and a half points. At their place. I get it's a home game, but as far as like FCS rankings, Central Arkansas is going to be much higher than the team that they beat at home by three. So to me, this is almost a glorified FCS team that you should go out there and beat. Yes, they've got a a, a young, you know, quarterback, Jaden Rashada, that is is going to give you fits because of the things he can do. He can run. He can, he can, he threw a pass in this last game, like 60 yards in the air. It was a good looking throw. He can give you fits, but the rest of them shouldn't. Yeah. Kenny Dillingham is, is, is a young coach. I bet he is. I bet he is looking forward to five minutes with Mike Gundy at midfield. The things he said about coach Gundy in, in his press conference, his press conference was refreshing from a, he didn't just coach speak everything. He told you what was a struggle and, and that you were going to allude to that and I'll let you get to it in a minute. The, the, the quote that he has out there on Twitter about facing Nardo and there not being a whole lot of film facing three quarterbacks, all that, but he wasn't a bunch of coach speak. Oh, you know, we're just, uh, he did say, Oh, we're just looking, you know, to make ourselves better. Yeah. He gave you that, but he also said it's a struggle to play these guys. They didn't put anything on, on film like, to your point, by design. Yeah, and I think that I think the frustration of that is warranted. You know, I, I think a lot of people, myself included, wanted to see. I, I don't know if I expect. Well, okay, I expected it. I, I expected Oklahoma State to go out there and and really thump Central Arkansas, whether they're playing vanilla or not. But I you like. Definitely expected under center. You expected power eye. You mm-hmm. expected to just run the ball at will which, of course, then sets up throwing at will Yeah, well, and, because and, that's all we'd heard about. And I'm cool with the third, third, third game time for the quarterbacks. You know, yeah. I, I, I like that Garrett Rangel got the start. I think that – I am st- I still think that Bowman is going to be the guy. I know that Rangel started, and, and I don't know what's going to happen on Saturday. And But I, I think Bowman is, is too experienced, and, and you could see the there were glimpses of Bowman on Saturday where you're like, okay, when he, when that offensive line protects and he finally connects with some of these receivers, 
Mm-hmm. It, this offense is going to be electric. But I, I like the fact that you went third, third, third. You kept it pretty mysterious with the with the offense. You know, you didn't give Arizona State a lot of film to really say, okay, well, this guy's going to be really dangerous. This guy's going to be dangerous. I think we have. I think they have the guys they know, right? I mean, you can look at a guy like Jaden Bray, uh, Dijon Stribling. He had a couple of pretty impressive grabs on Saturday. You look at guys like I think you would probably circle Rangel and Bowman. I'm. I'll, I'll say this. I was. I was very pleasantly surprised with how Gunner played. I'm surprised. I'll say this. I'm. I'm very surprised with how much he played. Um, I don't think it, my mom told her, uh, yeah, my mom told me a story on uh, Sunday. She called me after church and she goes, yeah, we had this lady sitting behind us. And as soon as Gunner goes in, she's like, she starts screaming this lady, oh, nepotism, nepotism. He's just playing because he's the coach's son. And after the first drive, of course, she's all over him again. Cause it was a very unsuccessful drive. And then he goes out there and boom, 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 score a touchdown. And the woman kind of shut up and I'm, I'm, I'm cool with Gunner. I mean, I, I've always liked Gunner. I don't think you're going to see a lot of them this year. I, the fans that are upset because we saw three quarterbacks, I don't, I don't think you're going to see three quarterbacks. I, I think there will be moments, there will be, there will be games where you see three, but it's because it's either one way or another with a blowout. You know, it, it, you're you're in the third, you're in the third quarter, and you know you're going to win, and you're in the fourth quarter, and and you see that backup, and then you see the third string in the fourth quarter. And I'm not saying that Gunner is the third string because he's not as good. But I think when you look at Garrett, I think you look at Allen, I think when this offense slows down a little bit, when it starts to click, and I don't mean I don't mean like physically slow down, but I mean, you know, kind of like an older player, the game slows down for him. When this sure. when this sure. offense slows itself down and it starts to click, I think Allen Bowman will probably be the guy. I'd be okay if I'm wrong because I thought Garrett looked good and, and I think that he's playing better than, than people expected. But – you know thoughts on the thoughts on the quarterback because I thought I thought Garrett looked really good I thought he was clicking I thought Allen at times looked good even though you could see some frustration and I thought Gunner played really well. Here's why I think Rangel is the guy because Rangel went out there and he put up 118 yards a touchdown and a silly pick. Okay, yeah, that was that was a, that was a weird deal. Garrett didn't have any of the playbook to work with and still got 118 yards in four four possessions basically a quarter. So well, it, and he was 10 you know, of 15 doing it. He was really efficient. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and they give him credit on that, uh, on, on Brennan Presley's touchdown. It was, um, that looked like a lateral to me, it looked like a run, but it's the intent of that play yeah. is to be a run. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a pitch, <laughs> you know, out to the side. So Garrett gets the credit for that, but he didn't, he didn't look horrible. I mean, he looked better than the, um, certainly looked more comfortable. He looked more. Uh, poised he looked uh, more confident this game slowed down it looked like than in the um in the bowl game uh he had better he had better footing than in the bowl game well and, uh, and while they weren't great I will give him credit in the sense of the offensive line was better for him they, they weren't great yeah. the offensive line was not great but he had a much better line on Saturday than he did in the bowl game right and and Gunner had the advantage of the new running system, the new running scheme that they unveiled. And how'd you like Ollie Gordon breaking loose for 43 yards? That was a really tic-tac, like holding, it probably was. So does that, oh, that it really didn't seem like it affected the play that much, but Ollie looked 
awesome breaking for 43 yards off the goal line. You know, so as soon as that happens, the defense goes, oh, crap. They're not just, you know, sliding the line to the left, sliding the line to the right and handing off. They're actually coming downhill and popping our linebackers. When um, when Elijah Collins scored the touchdown later on that drive, mm-hmm. we had two guys downfield blocking. It, absolutely incredible. I've, I haven't seen it in 18 months. I think, but, I think what Mike said about Nathan Latou on Monday, did you catch his – did you catch his comment about Nathan? Yeah. So he said that Nathan has a chance to be one of the best, if not one, you know, one of the best players on this team when he believes in himself mentally. Mm-hmm. And there was a moment, you know, you go back to last year and he gets beat off a tackle or he gets blocked off the edge and, and the play goes the other way and he kind of hangs his head and just kind of walks around the field. He said there was a moment on Mon- on Saturday that Nathan, that happened to him and he yeah. took a couple of steps, but then it clicked. He said, oh, I'm not supposed to be doing this. And he ran towards the ball. I almost kind of got that feel with some of the some of the outside receivers and some of the tight ends and some of the blocking schemes. It was uh-huh. almost like, man, oh, this this team they're whooping us. I, I we're not we're not getting the push that we need to, and and we're not you know we're not opening the holes that we need to. And it and it took almost the entire first half and and into the second half, into that third quarter for everyone for it to kind of click. They're like, okay, you know what? We drilled this throughout August. You know, I. We, we drilled this throughout spring camp. It's starting to come back to me a little bit, like with that Elijah Collins run, blocking downfield. It's almost like it, you know, that last year's schemes were still kind of stuck in their heads a little bit, and it took half the game. It took a couple of hours for them to be like, oh, I got it. Let's, so you know, let's, literally, let's play. Literally, we were running last year's run plays. I, I went back and, and, and watched, slowed down, you know, film and – Shout out uh, uh, Big Dave on YouTube. I absolutely love the guy for posting <laughs> games on there. Um, it's so easy to go go back and watch. But um, This is a paid advertisement for Big Dave. <laughs> no, it's great. I think it's David Washington, former uh, Oklahoma State Center, by the way. Um, anyways, he um, they were literally handing the ball to the right, and two of the five linemen would get pushed back into – just the exact same as we saw last year. That was what was so frustrating. And, you know, of course, like I said, I, I texted you at halftime, went, I thought we were supposed to have a new, <laughs> new run scheme. You know, what yeah, the heck? And I yeah. think I got a wolf back. But um, but I think going into this week and, and, you know, taking last game, run game, into next week versus Arizona State, I think you're going to see more, more of the full package. You're going to see more of the – the doubling up on um, creating a hole, but then one of the linemen getting to the next level to create a second hole. That's how you end up with 43-yard runs, not by accident. And, uh, you know, I, I loved what I saw from each of them. The um, Elijah Collins looked awesome zipping through, going to the end zone. Ollie Gordon, if if he only – let's see, what does he have? He had 40, 44 yards – uh, could have had probably 60 if he would have kept that 43-yarder. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got some back. So he ran the ball the next two times. So, you know, he would have had he would have had more. We ended up with 193. If you if you told us before the game, hey, today you're going to end up with 193 yards rushing, we'd have been happy with that versus Central Arkansas. If we have 193 against yeah. Arizona State, I'll be happy with that. Yeah. I don't know that this team. I'll be shocked if we get over 200. To, to be honestly. fair, though, Brian, at this point, 
I I would be I'd be happy if they got 193 rushing yards against anybody. And and I'm not and I'm not exactly. saying that as a slight. I'm not saying that as a you know, oh this this run game, man. <laughs> They're not any good. Blah, blah. You know, it when you look at the struggles going back to last year and and you can accredit right. you can accredit the struggles to offensive line troubles, uh injury, backups having to play, third, fourth string having to play, whatever, whatever, whatever. But if you're if you're rushing for 193 yards, I, I don't care if it's Central Arkansas, I don't care if it's TCU. Well, we don't play TCU. I, give me 193 yards. I mean, I I'll, I'll take it every sure. week. And and kind of switching gears when you look at that, I I am optimistic. I understand that Oklahoma State struggled against. Okay, let me rephrase. I I, I was ne- there was never a doubt in my mind that Oklahoma State was going to win that game. There was there were frustrations. There were moments where I was right. like, "Man, this this game is way too close." But I never had it. I never had any doubt that Oklahoma State wasn't going to win that game. But when you go back and you look at Arizona State hosting Southern Utah, yep. and it's a twenty four to twenty one win, and you look at the offensive stats for Southern Utah, and it's I think they netted eighty seven yards on the ground, and passing was what one hundred and thirty nine yards through the air. And then when you look at the offensive stats for Arizona State, yeah, Jaden Rashad is he's going to be good. You know, he's two thirty six, uh, two uh, thirty six, eighteen of thirty one, two touchdowns. Uh, I think he had a long of forty seven. You know, you look at rushing yards, and it was one hundred and thirty five. But they played Southern Utah to three points, and when you look at you know when you look at how those points were scored, I mean, <laughs> Southern Utah cut it to three in the fourth quarter. You know, it was right. it was slow going for Arizona State. I I think that they have athletes, but yes, Oklahoma State struggled with with Central Arkansas. You, struggle is subjective, but Oklahoma State should, in theory, based on talent, based on experience, based on coaching staff, based on just simple stats, should go into Tempe and beat Arizona State. Whether yes. whether Arizona State has sufficient game game tape or vanilla game tape, if Oklahoma State would have gone out and ran every single fancy play and, and expensive extravagant play against Central Arkansas and, and none of the vanilla looks, Oklahoma State should go into Tempe one way or the other and win comfortably. And when I say comfortable, I don't I don't even necessarily mean that it's gonna be a forty point win or they're gonna blow them out of the water. But you know, I think it's say I think it's fair to say twenty-seven to thirteen is comfortable when you look at how many new guys are going. You know, you're trying to figure out some coaching staff. You're trying to figure out personnel. You know, if you're seventeen points or more, I th- I would say that that's comfortable. And I understand twenty-seven and thirteen is not seventeen points, but I think I, I think anything more than seventeen would be comfortable and very doable. I- I agree. I think we're gonna. I think this is gonna be one of those games where we're gonna ride the defense. And I, I think, think you that have to. Nardo's scheme is going to give uh, Rashad a fits. I think he's gonna see ghosts. I think that was that was kind of one of the quotes that um, that Kenny Dillingham put out there was that they're kind of watching ghosts on film because, yeah, they've got Nardo at Gannon. Yeah, they've got one game, but he even t- he broke it down. He even said he goes and in Gannon. One of Nardo's things was he he brought pressure from the boundary side, which if you're listening to this field and boundary, 
the if the ball's on the hash mark, then the closest to the sideline is the boundary. The field is the wide open side. Okay, and he talked about moving uh, Colin Oliver. How he goes, Coach Nardo moved their best edge rusher to the linebacker position that rushes the most. What he didn't show in this first game was Colin Oliver rushing the quarterback from that position. He goes, so I already know there's things he didn't show. Well, yeah, goes, what, was it you texting me or, saying, where's Colin Oliver? How come we haven't seen Colin Oliver? Yeah, Right. But, again, by design. Exactly. Keeping him, keeping him out, keeping him healthy. Um, who you did see flying all over the place, which I'm going to – he. this is not his nickname. This is my nickname for him, is Nick – Martin, the missile. Holy cow, that yeah. dude can fly. I love it. that delay blitz that was it uh was it Malcolm Rodriguez that kind of made that popular? You know, there was mm-hmm. there were things that at least around here that um that Coach Gundy said that yeah, Brian Nardo's bringing in the odd front, bringing in the three down front, which we saw a lot of uh in the game. But he said he's also gonna have to learn some of our even man front, four man front. And whenever when they had Kirkland and Clay in there, or Kirkland and Ross, Clay and Ross, they would run some of that delayed blitz package. And when he did, holy cow, that dude, get, he was like a little running back, because I think he did play some offense in high school. He was like a running back yeah. finding the hole between the offensive linemen to go hit somebody really, really hard. So, and when, it, so when you and I talked last week, and when Dorado and I talked in the pregame on Saturday – a guy like Nick Martin, that's that's who I referenced. When you look at, obviously, Kendall Daniels, Corey Black, Colin Oliver, you know, incredibly talented, very athletic, very experienced. But when you look at last year, how many – you go back through any – and I sound like a broken record. You go back through any one of Gundy's multiple years in Stillwater, you don't really play redshirt freshmen. Now, the past couple of years have been – uh, the exception, right? Kendall Daniels, right. you look at Colin Oliver, Trace Ford. They'll get in on scout team, or they'll get in on kickoff, yeah. Yeah, but when you look at the talent of the redshirt freshmen on the defensive side of the ball, but when you look at last year, you had to play Nick Martin. You know, you go to Nick's, uh, when you go to his uh, his bio on, on OSU's website, the first line is a developing prospect who played in every game as a redshirt freshman last season. And, yes, he played special teams, but he had to get in on defense. And he's one of those guys that got such invaluable experience last year. I'm not saying that Nick Martin isn't good enough to play as well as he did on Saturday, but I do think it's fair to say that if he didn't play as much as he did as a redshirt freshman, you might not see him be as effective as he was on Saturday. And I think you're going to see that across the board this year with a lot of the redshirt sophomores that had to play a significant amount of time last year. Um, so with Martin, I'm going to, I'm going to disagree. I think, I think he will only get better. I think. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm just saying if he hadn't have played as much as he did last year, it would take him oh, a little I'm bit sorry. longer. Yes. Yep. I'm with you. Yeah. But, and from, from Mike Gundy's coaches show this, um, Monday night, Labor Day night with, with Dave Hunziker, he was kind of talking about what he saw with, with Nardo's defense. Now that it's out there a little bit, he talks a little bit more about it, that um, that it's it's more of the bend but don't break than, as opposed to Jim Knowles, and, and these are Gundy's words, mm-hmm. 
Jim Knowles was more of a he's going to roll the dice on this blitz, and if you if you beat his blitz, then we're kind of in trouble. And Gundy is or Nardo is more of the going to keep it in front of you. And and again, Dillingham talked about the three eight or the three uh, the three down um, lineman drop eight that that hasn't that's not really in the Pac twelve that they're not playing that style of defense in the Pac-12, which gives me hope for our offense because what gave us fits last year? The odd man front. Mm-hmm. If they're not playing that style of defense, I kind of go back to years ago, we had a completely different offense when Mason Rudolph took the guys up to um, Pittsburgh and we went up there and just destroyed Pittsburgh. It's like 700 had, yards or something. Yeah, after that game, that's what their coach was talking about. He was like, we've never seen an offense like this. Well, Kenny Dillingham's an offensive coach. He's saying, we've never seen a defense like this, and they don't have film on it. And we know from these guys that basically they sit back in defense and go, well, all right, offense, what do you want to do? You're going to you're gonna dictate kind of how we're going to play this based on your formation, based on what we know about your guys. And so that's, that's where I think that, you know, take it back to, I think our defense is going to set the tone in this game. And... I it would shock me if they have if Arizona State has 14 points by halftime. Yeah, I think that hopefully we're hopefully we're in the 20s by halftime um and and running the ball all over the place. I would be shocked if they have 14 points by halftime because their running was not great against uh Northern who they played Northern Arizona Southern uh, Utah. Southern Utah. Southern I, Utah. They weren't great. I mean, Cam that's Scadabo, what I'm saying. Great name great name yeah. cam scatabo um you know seven, 17 rushes for 71 yards that's okay that that's what that's what i'm Brooks, saying I, there were a lot of people there were a lot yeah. of people that were upset with with the way osu's defense played against central arkansas but when you look at the amount of guys that played when you look at the number of stops from the second quarter into the early fourth quarter i mean it was just like boom 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 boom, boom. i mean they played really really well Let's, you know, let's look at that Arizona State box. You know, I mean, I just, I'm, and I'm not trying to sell them short because I, I think Jaden Rashad is going to be really good. I think that Arizona State being in the, in the Big 12 is, like I, like I mentioned earlier, I think that while I was against, and I'm still not, like, super excited that, that, that the Big 12 went out and got, like, Arizona, Arizona State. Um, I've certainly turned my tune uh, with Colorado, but, I think when you look at everything your mark has done, the direction of the conference, I think Arizona State is really, really going to benefit in the next four, five, six years or so being in the Big 12. But, I mean, 140, 135 rushing yards against, against Southern Utah. You're telling, me that, you're, you're telling me that Arizona State fans aren't sitting there incredibly frustrated with with their performance? I mean, OSU fans are like, oh, Central Arkansas, man, we gave up almost 400 yards, and the defense – Glenn Spencer's back on the sidelines, yada, 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 yada. Arizona State is not a great football program. They have they have some really, really good athletes, but I'm with you. I, I think Oklahoma State, it's very feasible and possible for them to have 27 points by half. And I, I think when you look at special teams, I like the <laughs> – I, I think – I don't know if I texted you or if I texted somebody else. Um, Corey Black, it's more like Corey Block. 
because that kid was ridiculous on special teams. And if that's the kind of performance that Oklahoma State's going to shoot, now it's one game, take every single snap you saw on Saturday with a grain of salt. But if that's the special teams performance that we're going to see throughout most of the year, I'm okay with Ben, but don't break. Obviously, I want to see the 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 three and outs. I want to see the shutdowns. I want to see the, you know, I want to I want to get back to that twenty one year of a hundred less like less than a hundred yards in the first half, for the for the opposing offense. But I'm cool with allowing him to get down into the red zone or the thirty or forty and and forcing a, a three and out or a four and out or blocking a kick. You know, I I think that this defense was I, I was surprised with how well the defense played. I think there's obviously room for improvement, but I think that when you look at the experience and the talent, like we talked about, we've talked about the past couple of times, I think this defense is going to be just fine. I think they're going to get better. I think the offense is going to start to click. You're going to see a lot more on Saturday than you did this past Saturday. And, and I think that, I think everyone needs to take a step back, take a breath and say, okay, we're not there yet. Let's get through some of the struggles. We'll figure some stuff out. I, I do think this year, if everyone stays healthy, I think this year is going to be drastically better than last year. Do with that what you will. Well, I agree with you. I mean, and now I'm, cha- I'm changing my tune from whenever you, me, and uh, John Walker talked about, you know, what we kind of picked each game and, you know, and all that. And then I picked this to be a loss. Yes, you did. I'm changing that tune because after seeing that game, we'll put an asterisk. Uh, after seeing their game, if we if we lose this, we have we have we have big issues. Oh I don't man, think we do no doubt. I don't think we do. Um, and so, anyways, uh, it's a it's a blackout game. They they are calling for a blackout now. They have had fans already reach out and gripe and complain that it's going to be so hot. Why are we doing a blackout game? Well, the game kicks off at like 7.30 out there, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a dry uh, heat, you bunch of babies. It's a dry heat. Come to Oklahoma. Is, I think the uh, the forecast high, I think, is like 112. That's it? No, 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 no. 107. That's it? Uh, one, 107. <laughs> but the game yeah, will kick off in the dark because the sun will be down. So it'll already. With is that, that how that, is that how that works? It'll already be in the like upper 80s by the kickoff. It's, it's dark. <laughs> 45 it's, minutes it's after the sun goes down. Dark when the sun goes down? What the hell? It is, man. Um, I'm stars. going. Uh, I'm gonna get some flack for this, um, but I, I, I do. I'm, I'm towing the line, but I'm absolutely buying into the fact that they are that they played a lot of new guys. They're getting guys comfortable with Oklahoma. They're getting guys comfortable in Oklahoma. I mean, the heat, the the, the climate. Uh, I think they're getting guys used to playing in this type of atmosphere, environment. I think that they're getting guys comfortable with the schemes and the offense. Uh, Mike said himself on Monday that they do not tackle, or uh, Saturday, excuse me, they don't tackle. So you're getting guys used to the physicality of it all. I do buy into the fact that there was a lot of designed vanilla. So I may get some flack for this, but I'm, I'm thinking like 45, 21. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think okay. Oklahoma state, the just going off of the way uh, the offense, when they were moving was starting to click with going off of the, the defense. I think the defense is going to be better than they were this past week. I think that going off the box, Arizona state, Southern Utah, Arizona State is going to be good. They're going to have glimpses of, of greatness this year. 
because of the athletes they have. I don't think they're going to win a lot of games. I just don't think they're a good football team right now. So I, I think 45-21, I, I think, is a fair score. Now, we'll come back next week and discuss it. It could be a totally different story. We could be worried. But I'm going 45-21 Oklahoma State. Yeah, I've got 38-10 Oklahoma fair. State. I think that's fair. Yeah. i got 38-10. I think that um, – I, I I think there's still some weirdness with, uh, with the three quarterbacks. And the only reason I say that is you, sometimes – and we've seen – the old momentum thing. Um, as soon as you swap the guy under center, I feel like it resets, I agree. you know, and, and that can be good or bad, honestly. Um, but I feel like it resets for the offense. I don't, if, if we get to 45 points, dude, I'll be, I will be one happy camper. If we get to 38, I'll be one happy camper, but yeah. that's, uh, that's, that's where I think we're at. So I think it's fair. I, I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, I, I don't know if you're going to see, this, I don't know if you'll see this week the, the entirety of the offensive playbooks. I think you'll still see some limitedness, but I do think it's going to be better. I think you'll see less vanilla this week than you saw last week. Uh, I think that – I think you'll probably still see three quarterbacks, but I I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to sit here. I, I don't get paid $8 million. You know, I, I understand people's frustration with Casey Dunn, but he is a really smart – a very intelligent offensive mind. He's been doing this a long time. Um, I'm not going to sit here and pretend to know more about the quarterback than they do, but I, I would have to think that you're not going to see them play an equal amount. I don't know if you're going to see a third, a third, a third. You'll probably still see three quarterbacks, but I I don't know if you're going to see, okay, well, Garrett, we're going to keep you out there for a third. We're going to keep Allen for a third, Gunner for a third. I, I think you could see some limited on the back end and maybe Garrett take a few more and Allen take a few more. Because if you, I, I fully believe if they had given Allen another 15 snaps, you know, I, I think the offense would have settled in a little bit more. Um, but it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. I don't. I really don't know what to expect with this game, but I, I think it's going to be an, I think it'll be entertaining. I do. I will say that. All right, real quick. I want to. It's kind of a kind of a cool week around the Big Twelve. This yeah. is gonna be super fast, and I'm only asking you. I'm not giving nope, opinions. No, I'm here. ready for it. All right, SMU at Oklahoma. I think it's probably going blow out there, but <laughs> I, I think SMU will put up a better fight than um, than uh, who did they who did OU play over the weekend? Uh, <laughs> Arkansas State. I, th- I think they'll put up a better fight than that, but I I got OU in this one. Utah travels to Baylor. That's going to be kind of a cool one. It'll be cool, but Baylor, it, Utah is going to. I don't know if they're going to just mop the. Utah's going to. Utah's going to beat them down. I, I, I think, think. I think Baylor showed some weakness in Week One. Clearly, I think Utah thumping up on Florida. I don't think Florida is as good of a team, but I think Utah's pretty damn good. And and I I think Utah is going to. It's going to be a, a massacre in Waco. I feel. I feel like Aranda has been in bigger, like worse spots. No and doubt, has done pretty well. Uh, and they're, they're at home. Watch so you're taking. Baylor. So you're Plus, taking Baylor. Don, Don, I think I would actually. Okay. I, I would take Baylor in this. Dom Richardson's uh, 16 carries, 79 yards. That would have been nice. Last I'll year. take Utah. Um, uh, so I'm not going to hit all these. Who has more money on the game? Iowa or Iowa State? <laughs> um, God, man, what is it with the uh, state of Iowa? Um, yeah. I, I, damn, I don't know. Um, I'll take the no, I, And I don't care about the game. I want to know, who, who do you think has more money on the game, Iowa players or Iowa State? I'm going to go with Iowa 
simply okay. because they have Big Ten backing, and I'm not okay. saying that because they have more money, but I think they have, I think they have less give a crap. Well, we're the Big Ten, and I think Iowa State has a hell of a lot more to lose if their players get caught again betting. Okay. Now, Iowa's they're going to get in trouble, but Plus I think we like Matt King. Yeah, I, I, but I think it's a big middle finger uh, from Iowa. So I'll go, I'll go the Hawkeyes on both. Actually, I'll take, I'll take All the right. win and the money. Texas at Alabama. Alabama. Gonna be a big one. ESPN Saturday night. <clears throat> Alabama. I think I think Texas is in for a world of hurt in the SEC, and I love, 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 love the fact that Alabama is cramming all 5,000 visiting seats up in the middle of nowhere for uh, for Texas, so sign me up. Oregon travels to Texas Tech. Dude, you talk about the opposite in, in scenery uh, for what they're used to around the campus of Oregon to all of a sudden go into Taco Tech. Yeah, go into a giant toilet bowl. Um I, I love the food in Lubbock. There's a great uh, air museum at their airport. Um, I think Tech is probably the most overrated team in the country. I, I, I'll give Wyoming a lot of credit, but damn, <laughs> give me give yeah. me Oregon by a hundred. In probably in one of the more traveled, this team is going to travel probably the most. UCF travels all the way to Boise. Boise to play on the blue turf. That's an interesting one. Yeah, give me uh, give that'll me... be the FS1 game that, by the way, is right before the OSU game. So give me the, the reason that we're going to need to go to like FS2, yeah. is because of UCF Boise. Give me, give me the Knights. Although I will, I, maybe I don't know. Maybe the new clock rules. Maybe it speeds it up. I think we were only at what three and a half, three three forty five. Yeah, I think on three and a half, but yeah. we ran a we ran a lot of plays. Give me, give me UCF. I'll take the I'll take the Golden Knights. The battle for the city of Houston. University of Houston uh-huh. at, which doesn't really matter, at Rice. I'll take Rice. Ooh, okay. Give me, give me the, give me the right. upset. Uh, and I'm gonna throw a, I'm gonna throw an oddball in here, and I think we should do it every week because I was so thoroughly impressed. Colorado and Nebraska, because they'll be here you next know, year. They'll be here next year. Do you know what time that game's kicking off? 11 a.m. No. 10 a.m. Colorado time, which would be 11 a.m. our time. It is. I'm sorry. That's what, sorry. I was going off with that. In the a.m. Yeah. At 10 a.m. That's it. You don't see that too no, much. No, I I will say this. Uh, I think there's a lot, a lot, a lot of football left. I think the TCU was overrated, and I, I but I, I I think I'm not saying that in a in a rude way, but I think that was the you played a national championship game. We're going to give you some credit. We're going to put you in the top 25. Uh, what it was like three starters. I think that the TCU returned or something outrageous like that. There's a lot of football left, and I think that maybe TCU wasn't ready for Colorado, but I think Colorado's a hell of a lot better than people gave them credit for. I know they're better than I gave them credit for. Um, I think Matt Rule is going to do some pretty good things in Lincoln, given time and given some money, because he's a college coach, not a pro coach. And and I think this is going to be one of the most watched games that we see in the next couple of weeks. And... Uh, I, I'll I'll be rooting for the Buffs just because I I want them to be good again when they come to the Big Twelve. Sure. I don't I don't want to see one win, two win seasons. Yeah, I I've enjoyed watching Coach Sanders, Prime, Dion, yeah. whatever you want to call him. I enjoyed watching what he did at Jackson. Enjoy you know, save me a little bit. The uh, do you believe? Now do you believe? <laughs> Calling out like reporters, man. And, oh yeah, you didn't. If he does, if he wanted to do that, you know, I saved receipts after the national championship. 
Yeah. Dude, or after they, is yours, they man. go and go win seven, eight, nine games, maybe. But and th- and that's where I'm at. Like, it was a hell of a show. Sadur Sanders really like. Yeah, I understand that he was an HBCU. He probably wasn't playing great talent, but he went out and put up 500 yards. He was impressive. Travis Hunter really oh, good. Yeah. Uh, I think Colorado is going to be a lot of fun. But come on, Dion is yeah. one is one game, my man. And that's so it's cool. But I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's going to be a fun year. I, I know that we're only one game in, but I'm looking forward to it. I think Oklahoma State uh, has, a, has a chance to do something pretty pretty fun on Saturday. So uh, appreciate uh, appreciate Brian taking the time. Uh, we were going to record this last night, but had something come up. And uh, so moving forward, like the plan is, at least for every game, is to have these recorded and posted on Tuesday evening. So uh, be on the lookout for that in this upcoming week. But appreciate everyone for listening to the Pokes Report podcast, and that's going to do it for me and Brian. We'll talk to you next time here on PokesReport.com.